let us worship on this Sunday of Christmas as we still continue to celebrate the birth of our Savior. Stand with me as we sing hymn number 238, 238, Angels We Have Heard on High.
Today we celebrate hope fulfilled in the birth of Christ. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Today we celebrate the promise of peace on earth. Let earth receive her king. Today we celebrate the joy of knowing a Savior has come. Let every heart prepare him ready. Today we celebrate the love of God through Jesus Christ. Joy to the world, the Savior reigns. Actually, it was Christmas Eve. We lit the fifth candle on the Advent wreath. As the flames gleam, we are reminded that Christ is the true light of the world. And with the Christ candle in the center, the flames of hope, peace, joy, and love burn even brighter. <clears throat> so it is with Christ in our hearts. We can rest in the hope of eternal life and look forward to the promised peace on earth. Joy to the world. The Lord has come. The Old Testament lesson is from 1 Samuel chapter 2, verses 18 to 20, and then skipping down to 26. The boy Samuel served the Lord and wore a special linen garment and the clothes his mother made for him. She would bring new clothes every year when she and her husband came to offer sacrifices at Shiloh. Eli would always bless Elkanah and his wife and say, Samuel was born in answer to your prayers. Now you have given him to the Lord. I pray that the Lord will bless you with more children to take his place. After Eli had blessed them, Elkanah and Hannah would return home. Skipping to the last verse. Each day the Lord and his people liked Samuel more and more. The word of God for the people of God. Our responsive reading for today is Psalm 148 on page 861 in the hymnal, 861. And let's read responsively. Psalm 148. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise the Lord in the heights. Praise, Praise the Lord, all his angels. Praise the Lord, all his hosts. Praise the Lord, sun and moon. Praise the Lord, all shining stars. Praise the Lord, highest heavens, and all waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord who commanded, and they were created. Who established them forever and ever, and fixed their bounds which cannot be passed. Praise the Lord from the earth, sea monsters, and all deeps. Fire and hail, snow and smoke, storm and wind. Mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars. Kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all rulers of the earth. Let them praise the name of the Lord, whose name alone is exalted. 
whose glory is above earth and heaven. continue even in the holidays needs continue even through the holidays uh, I, I think we as a church can be pleased for uh, things we have accomplished within the past year uh, some have studied and learned some have uh, shared and found the joy of, of both giving and receiving We've, we've been through a rough year for sickness and death, and uh, and yet, even even at the times of death, we've witnessed to our faith, and hopefully for those of us who carry on, our faith has grown. Um, I don't know how you gauge a year, you know, good or bad or uh, ho-hum or, whew, we got through it, but... Uh, 
I know that that every year contains much more joy than it does sorrow. And uh, I think for what we witness and for what we endure as well as all that we share as a church, we can enter the new year with more joy and greater hope for what God is doing. And I hope that that will be the prayer of the whole church, all Christians throughout the world. Let us bow our heads as we pray together. God, we join our hearts in praise. We join our hearts in thanksgiving. We join our voices in song and prayer. We give You thanks. We praise Your name for Your very goodness and being. For Your creating us and all that is, all that ever has been, all that ever will be, and giving us the precious gift of Yourself, which is life. We breathe Your Spirit as surely as we breathe the air. May our thoughts always be of You that we may learn to share Your thoughts. May our words speak with Your goodness and grace. Even if it's a word of criticism, may it be a word that prepares and makes better. And may the relationships we share within our homes and families, within our church and community, be blessed as we close one year and enter another. For You are the God of all time and eternity. We confess our sins. No one is perfect. And if we think we've arrived, we turn and there's further to go. So we ask Your guidance and continued protection along with Your forgiveness. If we ever question Your forgiveness, maybe we should look at ourselves and ask if we have been forgiving. Because we know that Your forgiveness and Your grace are boundless. Restricted sometimes and only by our unwillingness to share. During the holidays, let us remember the holy days. During the celebrations of life, let us remember those who are troubled and those who are facing difficult times. As we enjoy good health, help us to remember those who are sick and ill, families and friends and neighbors, as well as the stranger that we pass daily. And uh, through this week and into the new year, may we grow as Your blessings to others. <coughs> Our prayer is in Jesus' name, and we pray as He has taught us when we say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses 
as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. The uh, last Sunday of 2018, the only Sunday within the season, church season of Christmas, and uh, a lot of people are uh, on vacation, but a few are staying still visiting home, so uh, it's a good mix. I'm uh, practicing what I preach today because I'm wearing my new Christmas sweater. And I want us to think about what we'll be wearing into the new year. Hear this lesson from Colossians 3, 12 through 14. Therefore, as God's choice, holy and loved, Put on compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. 
be tolerant with each other. And if someone has a complaint against anyone, forgive each other. As the Lord forgave you, so also forgive each other. And over all these things put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. Then the peace of Christ must control your hearts, a peace into which you were called in one body, and be thankful people. The word of Christ must live in you richly. Teach and warn each other with all wisdom by singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Whatever you do, whether in speech or action, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus and give thanks to God the Father through Him. And from the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 2, verses 41 through 52. Each year his parents went to Jerusalem for the Passover festival. When he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem according to their custom. After the festival was over, they were returning home, but the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents didn't know it. Supposing that he was among their band of travelers, they journeyed on for a full day while looking for him among their family and friends. When they didn't find Jesus, they returned to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple. He was sitting among the teachers, listening to them and putting questions to them. Everyone who heard him was amazed by his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were shocked. His mother said, Child, why have you treated us like this? Listen, your father and I have been worried. We've been looking for you. Jesus replied, Why were you looking for me? Didn't you know that it was necessary for me to be in my father's house? but they didn't understand what he said to them. Jesus went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. His mother cherished every word in her heart. Jesus matured in wisdom and years and in favor with God and with people. The word of God for the people of God. Now, you notice you've got a sort of sandwich with the Scriptures today. There's a story of Samuel as a, as a young fella. Uh, his mother had dedicated him to the Lord. You remember, she had been barren for some years and was suffering at the, at the words and the treatment of Elkanah's other wife. And uh, so when she finally... Got the boy, she had promised that she would give him to the Lord and she left him with Eli, the prophet. But she didn't forget him. Uh, now, similarities here. Mary and Joseph were going back to Jerusalem every year. Elkanah and Hannah were going back to Samaria every year. 
for for their annual worship there. And uh, Hannah would take her son Samuel a new robe that she had made for him. And uh, and so Samuel grew. And uh, we we can remember other stories about Samuel, but just let it be known that he was raised in the faith. I mean, even though he was given to God, his mother didn't lose lose touch with him. She didn't give up contact with him, even if it was just once a year. And uh, I would hope that as he was growing, he realized that uh, the seams and the threads and material of that robe that he wore was an indication of his mother's love. While he was with Eli and learning about God's love and God's word and will for humanity. Now on the other end, Mary and Joseph were just as faithful. They went to Jerusalem probably every year to observe the Passover. And so you can figure, you know, time flies. All of a sudden, I mean, we're six days into Christmas and Jesus is 12 years old. Uh, It it does seem that fast sometimes. But... uh, this time they've gone to Jerusalem and they've turned to leave and well on the way back home they realize Jesus is not there. They run back. Well, they first search among the, the travelers. But when they find He's not there they go back to Jerusalem. And it's fun to kind of imagine and, and try to picture the scene Here's a 12-year-old boy, and here are these men. Some of them are getting up in the years, and they're spouting the wisdom of the ages, and and he's asking questions. And by his questions, and there must have been some responses of his own, but even by his questions, they're just astounded by his understanding. Good clue. Questions reveal understanding. Oh, I thought they only revealed ignorance. But uh, not necessarily. I mean, if you know what you don't know and can ask about it, you know more than a lot of other people. Well, the story's more than that. The story's more than that. But look at the fact of the these sons who are being raised in the faith. Um, I don't know how many pastors have come out of Copper Hill, United, First United Methodist Church, Copper Hill. I, I just hadn't thought of it. You'd think I'd been thinking about that all the time I was thinking about this sermon, but uh, it just occurs to me that there must have been some, which I think of myself coming out of the St. Paul's Church in Etowah. And uh, it wasn't just my mom and dad who knew me there. It was you know, a lot of other people. I, I, 
I don't think I've been asked to preach there more than once, but uh, they know me when I go back. They know who I am and they know who my parents were. And some of them, eh, very few now, but some of them can still remember my grandparents. Uh, we're reminded that church is a family thing. And not just for the family who's living, but for the family that has gone before and for the family that will follow. I'm uh, secure that my grandchildren are in church this morning. Uh, I wouldn't predict that my son is. I wish he were. I know my daughter and my son-in-law. But uh, church is a family thing, really. More so than uh, football or any kind of sports. More so than school itself, although, you know, uh, teachers sometimes have to unlearn their students what they've learned at home so they can teach them a better way. I guess that's true of Sunday school teachers too. I didn't come here just to babble today. Uh, I came here to... Uh, celebrate what we've been able to accomplish and the things that have happened through our church this past year and uh, to ask us uh, what would we want to carry over what would we want to take with us from 2018 into 2019 and uh, one answer is fairly simple but you might not think of it unless I told you. I want us to take into the new year our Christmas clothes. Now, I don't know if you've got a sweater, a shirt, a blouse, maybe an article of jewelry or something, but chances are a lot, a lot of us got something to wear for Christmas or something for Christmas to wear later. Yeah, it's not all wear just on Christmas, but... Uh, you know, my son's pretty pretty good about picking out a sweater, and uh, they're usually comfortable and stylish. But there's there's something more we get for Christmas. And uh, the writer to the church at Colossa was on top of this one. We we assume that it's it's Paul, and so we uh, we hear his advice. You know, put on compassion. That's a Christmas gift. You know that? Because Jesus lived compassion. He says, uh, what are the other other things he says? So, uh, put on kindness. Now, kindness is a Christmas gift, but uh, you could almost see the where it was lacking in Jesus' birth because there wasn't room for Mary and Joseph in the in the inns or, or any of the homes or places to stay. They were they were in a stable. But uh, Jesus himself lived the kindness of which the apostles teach and write as, as in Colossians encouraging us to put on 
kindness. Compassion, kindness, humility. I'm so proud it humbles me. Well, that doesn't sound right, does it? Uh, Humility is a strange thing. And there's as much uh, fake humility in the world as there is self-righteousness, which is kind of a false thing anyway. But uh, we're not talking the false kind of humility that just, oh, you know, I'm, I'm just a worm. I'm just, a, I'm just, I'm the lowest thing there is. That no, that that's that's not that kind of humility. Uh, the humility is always in relationship to other people. You uh, you give the other person a hearing, a attention. You 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 uh, notice the other person. You don't you don't. Think of yourself first. You don't put yourself first. Now, it gets difficult sometimes because uh, some people think humility is a, is a form of putting yourself down. And uh, some people accept a lot of harsh treatment thinking they're just practicing humility. But I think humility also has you know, a, a strong sense of who we are and our identity in Christ. And uh, as Paul wrote to the Philippians, even though he was God, he humbled himself and became obedient to the cross. That's the humility that Jesus invited. Deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. In addition to humility, there's gentleness and patience. And patience is one of those things that it's hardest to have when you need it the most. But gentleness might be the same way. Because uh, those people who try our patience will also try our gentleness. As you lose one, you tend to lose the other. And uh, it's so easy to dismiss people because they've tried our patience or because they simply don't measure up. But all of these gifts, all, all of these items of clothing, if you will, uh, bear the identity of Jesus himself. Now, here's the thing about clothing. It's, it's not just a put-on. Not these clothes. Not the Christmas clothes. It's not just a put-on. It's, it's something in your heart. You know, Jesus wasn't just born in the, in the stable. He's to be born in our hearts. And... Uh, when he's in our hearts, then the clothing is how we show what's inside. Hard thing to live your life inside out. But I think that's what God wants us to do. Just to turn ourselves inside out and let 
the heart of Christ show to all the people we meet? Think about it. And when you're thinking about your Christmas clothes, you remember that children's story about the emperor's clothes? Remember the, the guy who had taken advantage of the emperor and had knitted him all all these new clothes with this invis, invisible thread? And it was the child on the sidelines of the parade as the king was going down the down the street naked bare naked and uh, the child said uh, he doesn't have any clothes well children can show us uh, a remarkable joy at Christmas time and, and if you if you watch them closely it's not just the toys it's not just the gifts I'm, my five-year-old is already singing hallelujah 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 <laughs> he doesn't know the whole you know Haydn concerto but uh, he's got those words straight <laughs> and uh, children don't just you know they're not just into getting because they like to give and they like to watch and see what others get as well I think the children, that's why Jesus lifted them up. You know, they can be those those pictures of, of the Christmas clothing I've been talking about. The gentleness, the humility, the kindness. What are you wearing into the new year? Uh, I hope they're these new garments, Christmas clothes. Let's pray. God, uh, Come into our hearts that you may be shining out of our hearts and uh, on our faces as well. And that we may always be dressed in your goodness and mercy, in your grace and kindness, in your gentleness and meekness, and in a true humility that would treat all others as your children as our brothers and sisters in Christ. For it's in His name we pray. Amen. Hark the herald angels sing. Number 240. Let us stand as Ben leads us.